Millennials are achieving freedom with a new definition of success. Our careers, relationships, education, and even our politics look nothing like our parents. We are repapering the roadmap towards our personal goals and embracing what moves us along the way. We are adopting what works and throwing out the rest. We are tired, but not worn in our quest to get there. I'm Heather Bonaparte. I'm Douglas Bonaparte, and welcome to We Should Be Sleeping. Each week, Douglas and I explore the news and topics that keep us awake. We'll also invite guests to share the way they've done it differently to achieve a new brand of success that's authentic, unconventional, and definitive of our generation. Not ready for bed? Tune in, because neither are we. Learn more and subscribe today at WeShouldBeSleeping.com. Welcome back to We Should Be Sleeping. My name is Douglas Bonaparte, and I am here with my co-host, my wife, Heather Bonaparte. It me. It you. How you doing, Heather? I'm great. How are you? Oh, it's episode C. What a time to be alive. Three in the can. It's true. Let's get to it. All right. What do we got on deck here? Well, I think first we should talk a little bit about the the retail struggles that have really emerged in the last several weeks. We've seen some really unfortunate happenings with some of my own personal favorite retailers, such as Lord & Taylor, saying that they're liquidating their stores. We've seen JCPenney just this week say that they're filing for bankruptcy. Neiman Marcus already has, which brings us to what I find to be the saddest of all for me personally, and that is J. Crew. No. Oh, yes. J. Crew. Well, tell me more about why J. Crew, of all the retailers, going under or restructuring here is the one that that got you. Well, I think for young professionals, if I could still call myself a young professional, I think young professionals have really grown up in an era of J Crew and evolved along with their style and they've really given us so many opportunities to try and express our own personal style as we learn how to dress for work and for our careers as they change and evolve. And so for me personally, like I got my first cool suit at J crew. It's a bummer. Like I, who knows whether they will continue to exist after this or not. I think they're getting restructured. They'll probably like zombie themselves back into life. <laughs> I mean, maybe so, but, but it's right. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. I mean, it already isn't the same. If you really read up about the history of what they've, gone through in the last several years from a style standpoint and style evolution standpoint. I mean, they're certainly not being led by the same innovators as they were in the past. But now we find ourselves questioning what really will professionals even need in terms of a work wardrobe? I mean, to me, J. Crew is a work wardrobe, right? This is a business casual work wardrobe. It is a sensible wardrobe for people who want to say, I've got to look good for the office, but I want to be a little bit comfortable. There's like a lot of sensible chino options in there, right? Yeah, they're certainly known, I think, for that sensible chino. There, There's a few in my closet. So, like, you can't, well, you can't wear jeans, right? And you don't want to put on suit slacks. So you, you know, go over to those slim fit or straight fit chinos. You grab a sensible chino in one of many colors. You want to try and live outside the box a little bit? Yeah. You put on a pair of salmon colored chinos. Ooh. Salmon. Yeah. All right, so you got the sensible chino here, and I, I, I get it. I get it. You you want to wear something that bridges the gap between just being full-on casual and, you know, suiting up. So my point is, though, 
for a very long time, this was very important to the work wardrobe. And I think that that's something J. Crew really excelled at. But, and I know that this has nothing to do with why they're in financial trouble now. But let's talk about like in the age of coronavirus and going back to work. Is there going to be any need for a sensible chino? I'm going to say there's not. If you ask me, you know, so, okay, most of my career up to this point, I've been going in the office five days a week. Only recently in the last year or two have I been given a chance to work from home uh, part of the week where I'm not going in every day. But what's that going to look like when people start returning to their offices now? Maybe once a week, maybe just a couple times a month. A whole, that. a whole lot less. I will tell you this. If I am only going to see my colleagues and I'm only going to get to go into the city and for what it's worth, socialize and interface and be around my colleagues once or twice a month, I will tell you this. I am not wasting that wardrobe with a sensible chino. I'm not wasting I'm not wasting my one going to work outfit on a sensible chino. Yeah, you want to floss. Not happening. You want to floss. Oh, I'm gonna floss. I'm gonna wear a lady suit. I will tell you that a lady suit or a or a cocktail dress for work. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I can get behind that. So much of the experience I have in 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 my work, you know, life is being able to go to the city and feel that way. I'm I'm definitely getting in a three piece suit, top hat, monocle the first day I go back. Monopoly style. I'm going to be the Monopoly man, and I'm going to spin a cane down in financial district. That's what's going to happen. I'm getting all suited up anytime I get into the city. I was really, you know, buying your Doug. You you should, you know, you got kids. You should become a little bit more laid back. I've been pressing on the athleisure for you hard because, you know, you had like a, your suit game is strong, but there was really nothing to really no, bridge the you, gap. Yeah. You know, your sensible Chino game. Fine. But like I'm done. I'm done. One or the I other. I don't see the need for it anymore. Right. Like. And, and I know, again, this has nothing to do with why these retailers have found themselves in this place at this time. Right. But maybe this is just the evolution. Maybe there's no more room for a sensible Chino. I'm either in my ABC joggers or looking like a 19th century steel conglomerate tycoon. No in between. I'm here for it. All right. Let's move on. So in episode A, we got into canceled culture and we talked about what things related to food are going to be canceled due to COVID-19. But this week, we wanted to talk about what things in the entertainment space could very well find themselves canceled due to coronavirus. And the first thing that popped to my mind is the one that's pretty much out there, which is movie theaters. They're getting canceled. Yeah, I just don't see a way anytime soon we're going to get people into a theater, even if they have those bougie, laid-back, comfortable seats. Oh, yeah. I don't care how wide this seat is. I don't care if I can fit my entire quarantine into one seat. It doesn't matter. Like, that's just you, not... Wait, wait. Did you say quarantine? Wait, you haven't heard the term quarantine? You're much cooler than me. Though. Dude, you were like, ugh. Okay. All right. But anyway. So, so anyways, movie theaters, I just find it a really hard time. And what was very interesting a couple of weeks ago was when Trolls 2. Trolls World Tour. Which I was hyped for. We, have, again, have a four-year-old here. I was hyped for this. They released the movie streaming, right? And, you know, it was 20 bucks, clearly cheaper than bringing your entire family to go see Trolls 2 World Tour in, in the movie theaters. But nonetheless, AMC flexed 
AMC, the big movie. They theater. tried to flex. I don't yeah. really know what the end what the end result but, was. Do we know what the end result was? No, of that? I, I probably should have looked that up. But AMC, anyways, flexed hard on Universal and was like, "Look, if you keep doing this, we're not going to show." your movies in our theaters. Here's what's funny about that. They would never try and do that on Disney. They were like, you know what? AMC thought, maybe we can get away with this with Universal, but we certainly cannot get away with this with Disney. You think they would have done that when if Frozen 2 was getting released direct to consumer? Do you think AMC would have said, you know what? We're not going to show any Disney movie ever again in our no, theater. No, I, I just thought the whole thing was weird. And then right at a time when like literally no one is going to the theater for right, quite some expect? time. What did they expect? Why was that? At the right time to pull the chair. Anyways, movie theaters canceled. Canceled. All right. All right. So I feel very passionately about this next one because I have a personal vendetta against this entire form of entertainment. Escape rooms. Escape rooms are getting canceled. Do you know why? Because they weren't fun to begin with. You got to go to these things with like eight of your colleagues during like a weird lunch hour. Like, oh, like you get out of work early one day and you all have to go to an escape room and play some puzzle to all work together to get out of this room. And it's like supposed to be kind of challenging and also kind of fun. And a couple people will emerge as like the clear, like you're going to have that one colleague who like contributes absolutely nothing there anyways. But anyway, I've got news for you people. I am living in an escape room right now. (laughs) My whole life is an escape room. I'm just trying to spend my day trying to figure out how I can escape from my house for 15 minutes. What kind of riddle do I need to pose to my children to have them turn around in the other direction so I can go for a walk down the street by myself? I am living a life of an escape room. Escape rooms are canceled. No one's going to want to play that game when this is all over. Yeah, to your point, I think they've been playing that game for eight weeks now, and we're all very, very, very tired of it. It's not happening. They're canceled. Should we go over to trending, or did we have one more? No, I think think that that's enough. (laughs) All right. So let's go into trending, and... We did Wait. have one more. What was we it? We did have one Let's more, and it. this one was big and important. Tell me. State fairs. Oh, that State was good. State fairs right. are getting canceled. I got it. Okay, so I'll, I'll pick up from there. State fairs, I brought that up because I can't think of a place that just brings together like all the worst components that you could want, you know, given what's happening right now. And what do we got? You got carnival rides, right? You got the rides. Rickety, that bar- no, no. The rickety, rickety rides that like barely work to begin with. Every year you get one story of one state fair where there's like a ride that went. Yeah, that, the that, Gravitron that, literally that, defied gravity and like, you know, went into outer space. Right. <laughs> you, get, you get one story like that every year. Then you've got. I'm not sending you've got my petting, kid to the fair. You've got petting zoos. You've got like the world's fattest pig. Everybody come Pet yeah. the world's fattest pig. Yeah, you got livestock there. That's that's always livestock. a real. That's, that's always re- not good. That's always really good for not spreading disease. And then you have like <laughs> carnival food, which you know, you've seen this on your your cooking shows on TV. Like, well, it's delicious. Yeah. But let's be clear here: half these carnival foods have now been like now been like sensationalized or to this elevated. level and elevated to this new level where there's like. There's restaurants that, as kitsch, are now serving, like, fried Oreos yeah. as dessert. So, like, you don't have to go to the street fair to get it anymore. So there's there's nothing novel about, you know, a lot of the stuff that they're cooking up here at the state fair. So we're going to cancel that. Done? Well, we might not cancel it, but I think that they're going to be canceled. Okay. All right. So that that's what we're canceling here on the entertainment front. And, again, not to be full downers, we're going to get into trending 
And just to kind of flip the opposite on on the movie theaters, what about drive-in movies and drive-in concerts? I, I saw a picture from like the late 1940s of there was a, a drive-in church or, or, or religious kind of thing that they do. But in any event, why not bring that back? There's like 300 drive-in movie theaters in the United States. That's it. Time to shine. I think there's going to be a lot more popping up. I mean, even I, I don't know what the what the licensing and everything's going to be. Uh, it's going to terms- be quick to get a license. I, would I mean, think these I, days. I would hope so. I would hope so, because I think that any time you can find a way for people to gather safely right now and, and find some sort of joy or entertainment, it should be allowed. I mean, that's that's kind of I think it's what people need. I'm all here for the drive through movies, even more so for the drive through concerts. That would be amazing. So if you own a big field, get ready. You could set up shop. All you right, what, what do we got in trending? All right, and so I, I actually really enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to doing a couple of these. Virtual learning. Previously, before this time, you've seen companies like Masterclass try and bring experts in their respective fields to put on seminars, basically masterclasses for paying customers. But now it's it's even more casual than that. You're seeing chefs. I, I, I've got some... I'm, I'm a real top chef fangirl. You, you're yeah. seeing chefs just putting Zooms up on their Instagram and saying, you know, pay X amount of dollars and join me on Zoom for a cooking class this week. I'll send you the ingredient list in advance and, you know, whatever utensils or or supplies you're going to need and just join me and we're going to learn how to make pasta. Or another example would be an author who is going to do a reading from a recent book release. And when else would someone have that kind of accessibility to people like this who would normally be busy at their restaurants or on their actual book tour. They don't make themselves that accessible to you just through technology. And so I think that there's a lot of virtual learning that's popping up for consumers to really be engaged and really spend much more, I'm not going to say one-on-one time, but much more intimate time with people that they admire. So I think that's- More of an experience. Exactly. Right. Um, and I kind of, I, I really hope that sticks around and that's certainly a trend I'm seeing right now, but I hope that it's not just something that's short-lived. I hope it continues on. Yeah. I think that can actually exist with the traditional stuff. You know, it's now- Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully that's so. Cool. All right. Moving on. So we're obviously big fans of our streaming services and we, we've been catching a lot of these movies that come out, especially on Netflix. And this is about- you know, bad Netflix movies and are choosing them over like amazing series. For the record, we don't have a lot of time. If if you couldn't tell from, yeah. you know, from well, everything we've right, everything we've lamented over, you know, about how we don't, you know, there's not enough time and we should be sleeping, but we're doing these million different things. We should be binge watching series of Netflix. I mean, it's we should happening. be, but it's it's that is a time commitment, right? And and there are some really wonderful shows, but we're talking specifically about Netflix tonight, right? Like there's some great shows people keep recommending to us. For example, Ozark. Yeah. I'm dying to watch Ozark. Want it. But I just can't bring myself to, to go three back seasons now right to to start from the beginning invest that type of time we just don't have it right now but yet somehow I find myself willing to carve out and stay up and sacrifice sleepover two plus hours of my night once a week to watch these horrible horrible Netflix movies they are all horrible well, every single one let's be easy I do agree that there's a number of really bad ones. We watched that one years ago with Forrest Whitaker called oh my God. How It Ends, and it was absolute garbage. I regret giving my time to that. I don't even think they 
spoke in half the movie. I don't even know like what was happening. There was no dialogue. He has an Oscar. <laughs> okay. And then after that. There, Not for that. <laughs> there was Extinction with Michael Pena. That that one was really off the rails. Wait, do you want to just explain? Do you remember what that one was about? Yeah, you're led to believe, spoiler alert, you're led to believe that the people on Earth, you know. Are facing an alien invasion, but right? But they're the ones who are the aliens that took over Earth and it's really the humans coming back to take back Earth. Crazy. I'm not going to go any further into it. I thought it was kind of interesting just from a plot line, but and execution was eh. We'll say this about the most recent one we We've yeah. watched first extraction extraction with, with chris with, with thor yes chris hemsworth right that was the most recent one of these terrible with netflix movies actor. i've watched they're so gratuitous in terms of the violence the violence is is unmatched well just- it's a bot so this is where we diverge it first of all this is like a rambo body count flick no, but they all are every movie that we just named they're all like that they're just the body counts right like super high in every one they're very gratuitous the way that people die it's like it's like watching a 90s horror horror flick like watching scream where it's like oh there goes that guy there goes that guy you mean that action scenes are gratuitous i just think look i'm, I'm gonna defend extra i totally down with your point here because we got to move on but i'm totally down with your point i'm just going to defend extraction because i went into it looking for nothing but violence and dead bodies and boy did it deliver did it deliver on anything else absolutely not except there was that one scene where like the the thug threw a child off a roof well, but like why though right so like let me just need to let me just say i think that when the netflix execs get together in a room and they're like all right it's time for another feature length film here's what goes through their mind they're like what's our budget Who's let's the blow the whole budget on the star right we're not going to put any money into the screenplay into anything and we're going to have two different backdrops we're going to have like one Only building two, two environments right. to operate two the whole environments flick. we're gonna have like one city square and one yeah. building where we can like film in different rooms in the building and then there's gonna be like one giant explosion and we're gonna spend our whole our whole you know yeah. tnt budget on that of course and we're gonna blow up one big thing if you're gonna get Academy Award winning Forrest Whitaker to do an awful film, you're literally going to pay him 98% of your budget to make this happen and hope enough people watch it. I distinctly remember in that movie, I don't remember very much about that movie because it's not memorable other than how bad it was. There being like one huge explosion and us being like, yep, there goes the budget. I, right. I like remember that. Okay. Anyway. That, that's bad Netflix over good series. We're suckers for it. We get roped in simply because we we. Don't have the time. And maybe you do too. You know what? I guess it's, you know what? It was entertaining. And we've been been complaining about it ever since. So like maybe it really did resonate with us in some way. I don't, I I don't know. No regrets. All right. All right. Moving on. I'm going to, we're going to end the show here tonight on something that had popped into my head um, during COVID-19 time here, which was we're obviously doing a lot more cleaning than usual around the house. You know, we've got two kids at home and even if we didn't though, I mean, mother. yes. And my mom's been here for, for Filthing part of this time. Okay. Kidding. All right. All right. All right. But you know, we, we've really had to pay closer attention to the way that we're cleaning the house. And it just kind of feels like we're in this constant cycle of, of, of cleaning, cleaning. of cleaning. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't stop. So, I love game shows. I, I always have. I don't really talk about it a lot, but I love game shows. What kind of game shows? One of my favorite from like throwback is Press Your Luck. 
No Whammy Stop. I don't think I've ever watched that, but you know, it, it whatever. Came, it came back for like a few seasons, like last year or something. Anyways, I love game shows. I love Family Feud. I love Jeopardy. I love we, all, all of them. And, and the crazier, the better. You know, if you're a kid, grew up in the 90s, you love Legends of the Hidden Temple. You like all this stuff. Oh, Guts. Guts was the best. Was not a Guts fan. Hot take. Huh. Didn't didn't really like it. Huh. I didn't want to watch these these <laughs> these kids like do sports. <laughs> I just like, oh good, you're fat. Like, oh, you ran faster than that kid. Congratulations. Maybe you'll be a, a gold medalist someday. Is that is that bad? You didn't want to climb the aggro crag? I did not want a piece Dude. of the rock. All right, from anyway. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> so the idea that I had here was a game show that's basically cleaning a house. You get, you know, two significant couples to go head to head. And what they would do is they get presented with this like mock house and, you know, they'd go segment to segment in the show, clean, cleaning, you know, that theme of the room. So like, okay, at first blush, this sounds really lame, but think about one of the greatest game shows of all time, Supermarket, Supermarket Sweep. Sweep, okay? This is even more entertaining than Supermarket Sweep because the challenges can be so on point and you can get, okay, who would, first of all, who would be the host? We'd have there could be some great hosts for this show. Or yeah, Howie Mandel. Yeah, you go with Howie Mandel because he has he's a germaphobe. Totally right. Totally. So there you go. This is like right up his alley. So, anyways, you know we ha- we were then just kind of spitballing and going back and forth about like some of the challenges that you would have, and one of them was like the Clorox sponsored by Clorox quick the quick clean challenge. This which, one has to happen a hundred percent. Right. So. You know, require skill and knowledge. So it's basically you're presented with a dirty room and you're given like two, three minutes on the clock to clean. With Clorox wipes. With Clorox wipes. And the way you see how good of a job you did is it's the black light test at the end. So like you clean this whole room, you kind of know what you're doing, but ultimately at the end you flick on the black light to see just how filthy the room is. And whoever, you know, visibly has done a better job wins that room. I think it's safe to say that that room is a kitchen, right? Yeah, probably. Right? You do it in the kitchen. Yeah, because the Clorox like cl- quick clean challenge in the, the kitchen. Getting the chicken juice off the counter. Oh, don't even get me started with the chicken juice. You know I have like this thing about raw chicken. Anyway, uh huh. All talk, right, talk about the child's room. So then, so then, this was my idea. You've got a, a children's bed challenge, right? It's basically like a puzzle. It's a memory game, right? So you get a photo of a child's bed and what it looks like, and what it looks or what like, what it's fully, supposed to look like, what it looks like, fully made up, right? You've got like 45 stuffed animals on the bed. You've got like all sorts of like wacky, like like moon and star shaped pillows. You've got like a canopy. You've got four different blankets, whatever. So what and then they give, you, they give you a blank bed. You've got nothing but a mattress and you've got all the stuff. That you got to reconfigure. You got to reconfigure. You got 10 minutes to try and make it look like that photo. Is that not the best idea? And it's really hard, by the way. It's yeah. really hard. Because trust me, I do this with my own daughter's bed once a week. And she's like, you didn't put Flounderina. Flounderina is her mermaid, by the way, that she got at the Jersey Shore on the boardwalk. Nice. We named it a Flounderina. Whatever. Flounderina is never where she's supposed to be. I always get it wrong. It could be by an inch. That inch matters. Yeah, and we could do this for days. We'll just give you a final, uh, you know, a final one before you get into the the final activity. After like one team wins, we have, you know, we can bring it to the outdoors for some hedge trimming, which is very hard. Yeah, pruning. Like, stuff. do you know how to, do you know how to prune a, a rose bush? I don't. Yeah, I do, and that's why I would do that challenge. You can pick, you know, which significant other does it. You know, there's strategy here, Heather. Right. All right. Well. I- 
anything outdoors, I don't want anything to do with. But yeah, you'd have some you'd have some uh, some yeah. landscaping element to this, right? You take them outside, it's fine. All right, and that brings us to like, all right, so your team wins now. And I was thinking like, let's do it. F- American gladiator finale style, which is like the giant obstacle course. And I would do it in a way where like, all right, you like come home. It's like you come home from a day of work and there's just things <laughs> popping out at you. Like the dog, like an animatronic dog runs up to you. It's like, Oh, feed me. You got to feed it. And like the kids are rolling it up all of a sudden, like the condensation pump explodes down in the basement and there's water leaking out. You got to go mop it up. A child throws her like daycare backpack at you. You've got to unpack the backpack. Yeah. It's the got day. the old food and the old egg salad sandwich. You got to get that in the sink. Anyways, this is, this is flying off the rails here, but and you got to fold the laundry. Let's be clear here. You have that. Cause that, by the way, that's that happens to be my specialty. So if there was like a laundry segment, I'd crush it. Yeah. Okay. So you hit up a bedroom and there's like, just basically clothes everywhere. There's like a mountain and you have to stack it and see who can stack the highest stack of laundry before yeah. it falls over like you know like jenga all right you guys see where we're going with this all right so this We've is got hours of this we don't sleep people this is the problem we don't sleep because we talk about stuff like this it's super weird okay so what we would like you to do and i haven't asked anyone before we sign off here is if you if you have a suggestion for any you know segment or bit that we've done especially when it comes to the game show of house cleaning here, we haven't even named it. We, get, we literally called it house cleaning. Uh, we can do better. But if you have a suggestion or just want to reach out to us, go visit the website and down at the bottom, you can you can email us and tell us what you think or ask us a question. Please do. We'd be happy to scrutinize your email all week long. I would love a mailbag <laughs> piece to the show. All right. How'd we do? I think we did all right this week. All right. I, th- I think so too. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you next time. Try and get some sleep, okay? Thank you for staying up with us and checking out We Should Be Sleeping. Connect with us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and learn more at weshouldbesleeping.com. We'll see you next time on We Should Be Sleeping. We should be sleeping.